Go, I got it. Yo, 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 what is up, y'all? It is another episode of the Slightly Unqualified Podcast. However, this time it's a special one. I got my acquaintance, uh, <laughs> uh, my acquaintance, uh, Andrew, with me here today. And I also have, of course, Stephen, uh, Khan. What's going on, y'all? How you doing, Khan? Go ahead and go first. What's going on? It's new with you. I'm good, man. Just got back from jujitsu with my boys. It's going pretty good. Uh, last time I talked about it was maybe like a week or two ago. They're loving it. Money well spent. So, yeah, having a good one. What about you guys? I came home to a broken garage door, so that was fun. Ooh. Oh, wow. It was like uh, the top yeah. part was like. Uh, dude, garage doors suck, dude. So, yeah, I got to figure that out. You know what that one, man. What happened? Or you just came home and it was broken and no one I, has fessed up? No one has fessed up. I went to open the garage and it, like, opened a foot. And then. Oops. I called my wife and she said, uh, yeah, it looks bad. So then I walked around and it had fully detached. Dang, so that sucks, Part of dude. it was there and the other part was like. I messed up. Yeah. It would have been funny if it was all. Yeah. Probably. That would have been hilarious. at one point. Yeah, right? Dang. That's that's interesting. Gentlemen, I think we have a good slate today. Uh, it's kind of it's, there's kind of a lot of topics I think that I I have prepared at least. Uh, if we don't get to all of them, it doesn't matter. But there is quite a bit that we can go over. Let's start with the most important thing that we can pick up from last week, which is not James Gunn in the DCU, oh, but the go. Philadelphia Eagles going to the Super Bowl. I called it. I've called it since week zero of the season. Here we are. We play the Chiefs, a.k.a. the Kelsey Bowl, a.k.a. Birds Free Dub in Arizona. I might go to the game. I'm here. I might go. Who knows? Thoughts, gentlemen? You should, uh, go. You should definitely go. I hope you get there in like a mile out when you're in that long line. You get a flat tire, and then you have to make the contemplation of like, do I stay with my car or do I go watch the game? You know what I mean? I hope that happens. Oh, it's no contest. I'm going to the game. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure you go to the game. If you already spent $10,000, yeah, you already you go to the game. Yeah, I, I've entered about every single sweepstakes I could think of in Arizona. I'm Just listening to the radio every day right now to see if I can get free tickets. Uh, both my sisters, they're both veterans. God bless the veterans. Uh, they put in for True. vet ticks, uh, which is like a ticket system they can get so that if they win, they get two tickets. I'm I'm the second one with them. Uh, worst comes to worst. I'm waiting for it to go down if it does at all. Um, so far, it's gone up because... 
Eagles fans are crazy. Chiefs fans are crazy. Uh, but regardless, should be a good game. Um, you know, despite Mahomes' ankle, he looked like he was as healthy as ever. Uh, the Eagles are fine right now. Only 14 points allowed in the playoffs. Uh, it's it's shaping up to be pretty good. And uh, the storylines are amazing. You got Andy Reid coming back, playing against the Eagles, former coach. Um, you got Nick Sirianni former coach of the Chiefs, not like the head coach, but former coach of the Chiefs, uh, playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. Got the Kelsey brothers, the first brothers to ever play each other in the Super Bowl. That's pretty special. Yeah, that's uh, cool. You got the two MVP finalists, uh, which is, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Also, Oh, Tom first... Brady's not in that? Tom, Tom Brady's not in that? No, no good, good quarterbacks, the ones that actually, like, play well. Um, so uh, besides them being the MVP finalists, um, they are also, this is also the first, which I don't know if anybody knows, if you guys know this, it's been touted already, but this is the first, um, Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks that are leading the yeah, charge. That's pretty cool. So that's pretty, pretty special dope. moment for the NFL. Yeah, um, cool. it's also the two number one seeds, the one one seed in the AFC and the NFC. Everything about this has just a lot of storylines going on. I'm excited for it. The birds for are sure. back in the bowl where they belong. Only a five-year turnaround, which is amazing considering our quarterback turmoil we had. Uh, I'm excited, but enough about me and my successes and your losses, uh, Con and the Bucks being trash, and Tom Brady retired too. So good luck right, with man. whatever you have next for up now. on the pocket. He's retired for now. Yeah, yeah there's, there's still a chance. This has this did happen before. Um. All right. So let's get into the actual show now. Now that I'm done bragging about how good my team is this year. Um. Yeah, for sure. Trash, but okay. first up on the slate, the thing we've been waiting for. And he literally waited to the last possible day. It's going to happen in January. Dude. January 31st, it happened. Uh, James Gunn has announced his slate. I don't have it up currently, but I'll tell you what I'm excited for. And then we can get into uh, maybe Stevens, maybe Andrew right after that. So what I saw that I'm excited for is a couple of things. One, the four films that I've been complaining about this year coming out and me saying they have nothing to do with what's going to happen next. So why should I go watch him? He addressed it. The first thing he said was, "These four films are going to lead into what I'm going to build as well," uh, which it, it does a few things for me. One, it makes the Flash more important to me. Which one? They have all said it's a great movie. When Gun comes out and says it as well, that it's, I'm excited for it. It's a great film, as well as all the press coming out for that movie, and it's going to reset his version of the DCU. Uh, I'm on board with that film again. I was not off board in the first place, but it's more important now than it was before. Um, yeah. The same thing with like Aquaman. Um, there was this big Jason Momoa thing talking about, um, you know, I'm excited for this next project that I'm going to do that wasn't Aquaman too, uh, because it's a dream project of mine. Everyone thought Lobo was going to be the thing. Uh, <clears throat> but if he's going to remain Aquaman post Flash. Um, I don't it, know how that's going to work. Dude. Yeah, it really, it really leads me to think, to like think of two things. One, it sucks. That I'm not going to see him as Lobo because he'd be a great Lobo. <laughs> yeah, for sure but, it would be. But two, it leads me to believe that like, so if this if this is his dream project, wherever it's going to be, is it him as Aquaman in like a Dream Justice League scenario that he didn't get to play before? Um, so yeah, that's what I'm at with that. Um, I'm excited for Booster Gold. My favorite character besides Spider-Man on the DC side of things uh, is Booster Gold. He's super, super, super like uh, cult famous. Like he has a cult following in the comic book world. Um, not very yeah. big or like or like brand forward. Um, but he is a fantastic character. He has crazy, like, uh, mental things he has to go through, everything like that. Um, crazy emotional things he goes through as well. But he's always a fun character at the end of the day. 
Um, so for him to get a full-fledged TV show, they can flesh him out and make him what he's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, it makes me excited. Uh, there are some things I heard that I, I didn't know about. I'm not the biggest DC buff in the world. Um, but what was that? I'm excited for those things. Uh, there is one called like the uh, a couple. There's two different ones actually. Let me see if I can find uh, what they're called. But it's like those two different teams they had. Um, There's the creature uh, one. Yeah, that creature yeah, the one. creature one's gonna be good. Uh, the creature commandos. Yeah, that's 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 one of them. Uh, yeah, I think that's gonna be a great movie just because James Gunn did amazing things with a cast of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy that really nobody kind of focused on. Uh, nobody really knew them. They're a bottom tier comic book. They weren't, you know, much of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that uh, Commandos is going to be done. I think that's the only animated one, correct? Is, or is that going to be a live action? Uh, I think that was the only animated that he mentioned, but he said that there was going to be more. No, no, no. Waller. The Waller one was also Waller. animated. Okay, good. Because I think those two out of all of them could be the best two, not best two, but should be the animated ones. Because there's really, like, like that cult following is not there for Commandos unless you get those OG DC heads. But even then, they're not, that's not going to do anything for the DC universe. They need to capture uh, that those big names like Lantern, Swamp Thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those Superman. Those are the ones they need to hit. Like, it has to hit. I think Booster Gold's going to be good because the character has that cult following. He's very marketable. Um, I think DC, I know they're in talks right now, I think, with the act with one of the actors to play that. I can't remember who it was. They said rumor-wise, but the fact that that's going to be on HBO Max, if I'm correct, I think that's going to be a good show. I think HBO Max has not, hit, not missed lately, so I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm what looking forward to the batman the bold and the brave or is it just the bold i think it's the bold the brave and the bold yeah but my hope is they give us just kind of like a a slightly psycho damien that's got to be reeled in and kind of the trajectory of batman movies is it seems like each one has been darker and then darker and then darker yeah hoping that this one becomes like the darkest because you have a child who's born as an assassin and he's got to learn how to change the Robin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I had a question about that movie in particular. Out of all of them, I am more of a Batman fanboy than anything. So how comfortable do you guys feel or how how are happy are you guys with that they're going straight to Damien? Do you feel any kind of way that they're going to miss out on so Jason Todd? Nightwing, um, are you gonna feel any kind of way that those stories aren't being told, or are you cool with going straight to Damien because this is the first time we're seeing them in in uh the DCU or any kind of movie, movie live action like this? Are you guys cool with that, or do you guys kind of feel a little so when I first heard it, I was a little disappointed, um, yeah, just because Dick Grayson is my favorite Robin who becomes Nightwing. The only thing that kind of gave me hope was Gunn said something to the fact of the Bat family, which... Oh, yeah, I didn't think about I that. Think, I think if he plays his cards right, you have an older Batman with a son, and then you have a developed Nightwing, hopefully, because we haven't seen Nightwing other than in yeah. Titans. Uh, he's fan favorite now. Um, mm-hmm. 
but then we could also get that bat family bat girl mm -hmm. so th that that's kind of the hope that i had uh but at first i was a little disappointed but at the same time we've, we've gotten a dick grayson before yeah. um i'm okay with damien I, I feel like again with the how dark batman's getting it, it seems to make sense yeah 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 to tap in here with that with that same conversation uh my favorite Robin is everyone's not favorite Robin, which is Tim Drake. Um, so don't good. judge me too harshly for that, but he's my favorite because he's like hold, well, hold on. Tim is the only one one. Tim has enough edge to him to where he's not just like tugging on his cape the whole time. Like Dick Grayson wasn't he was Robin, mm -hmm. but two mm -hmm. he's disciplined enough to where he's not Jason Tyre Damien either. He is like the perfect True. companion Robin. piece. Yeah. He's Batman. the best. Robin. Yeah. He's the, the most, if, if I'm Batman, I'm I'm taking him because I know where he's gonna his head's at and I know where he's gonna be. Right. Where all the other guys, emotion ran wild with those dudes. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, with I, that, that, I take that back. I rebuttal or, with, or retract. Yeah, with that being said, I'm probably never gonna see a Tim Drake just because he's the most popular one in the world. Um, and if I do, it's gonna be like not attached to the DCEU because he's not as marketable as a Damian mm -hmm. Wayne, as a Jason Todd, or as a yeah. Dick Grayson is. Um, am I upset about the Dick Grayson thing or the Jason Todd thing? Do I think they missed out on things? Um, I think James Gunn wants, as we've seen from like what he's announced so far, he wants fresh newness to yeah. the DC world. And Damien being a newer character, just period, um, and and not being as touched on in any kind of capacity of like TV shows or movies, mm -hmm. um, I think it's an opportunity for him to showcase a new shiny thing that's going to be present and and a staple to the DC EU world that's going to be uh, drawing people in. Right? I know one yeah, of my sure. one of my good buddies who who isn't a big comic book reader, but he's like into comic book stories. Um, yeah. The first thing he said was like, "I don't know about Damien Wayne," and I told him like. Damien Wayne's attributes, the, the mm -hmm. cold-bloodedness, um, oh, yeah. the, the attitude is the attitude, the him telling Bruce to his face, mm -hmm. you kind of you're kind of weak. Yeah, mm -hmm. like sorry, you should be doing more than this. Mm -hmm. Um, him killing guys in front of Bruce without any remorse whatsoever. Yeah, and it man. brought out that certain aspect of quality of like, okay, so this maybe maybe this is a different kind of Robin than we're gonna ever see before. Yeah, um, sure. I think they can still tie in the Jason Todd thing, they can still tie in um mm -hmm. uh the dick grayson stuff um but to me it also sounds like what's gonna happen with that is uh they didn't want two batmans and two of the same robins um i think eventually we'll get matt reeves's having probably dick grayson in there um mm -hmm. i don't think they want to overstep those boundaries as much as they can help it yeah. um he wants things to be very clearly labeled this is dceu this is elseworlds mm -hmm. so having yeah. two dick graysons or two jason todd's at one time um is gonna conflict things and Damien's so far ahead of Batman's life that where Matt Reeves' Batman is at will never even touch that. And if it does, yeah, Damien's long gone before that. So that's one of my biggest concerns because when, when Ben Affleck took over for Batman, I got upset that Batman was old. Oh, you know see, I mean? I'm the opposite. I liked that. Like, But it kind of messed up the timeline because – so is Batman going to meet Superman and be old? You know what I mean? Like, is it – like, how is that going to work? Probably. I, I think you guys touched on it last week. I, I think we're kind of all burnt out of origin stories. Yeah, we are. And so, like, yeah. I, I feel like this approach is probably the best way to do it. And for me, I think um, Affleck's Batman was one of the cooler ones. Like, that I wish they cool. would have. I wish they would have expounded on that because you have the whole Jason Todd scenario in that mm -hmm. that universe. Yeah. 
but it was cool to see someone who was like still in his prime, but but seasoned. You, you don't, of? yeah, you don't need to see like how he became the Batman, even though they kind of did in the opening credits. But yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I'm totally fine with them. Just like, hey, here's where we're at. I'm established. I, honestly, I'd be fine if they're like, hey, we already know about the other supers. Like again, yeah. we we know how it all comes together. Yeah, true. And I think them, they just DC's just got to take the plunge and say, "Hey, this is where we're starting, and keep going." Versus the cycle that they've been doing is, "Well, this didn't work, so let's restart it, restart it." Yeah, restart mm-hmm. it. I'm, I'm like me and Matt were talking about last week. We're kind of over the whole origin, like, like unless it's like a single movie like Booster Gold that's going to keep me like to get me hooked. I mean, yeah, or something new, or something, something new. new, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm in, but telling me the same story of how Superman became Superman, mm-hmm. and now, you know, well, speaking about origin stories, we have the the Amazonian movie coming out, like Game oh, of Thrones. Yes. He said. Mm-hmm. So, how do you guys feel about that? You guys think that we need a Amazonian movie, or is it like that's something we could do without? I think it's going to depend on like what the plot of he hinted to this like overarching plot, and it sounds like that's going to be a part of it. Uh, my hope is that it's like really far in the past, like way mm-hmm. before Diana's time, mm-hmm. just so they can see like me think Wonder Woman, Amazon, like yeah, this is like no, this culture has been going on for centuries and centuries yeah. and centuries. It was yeah, that's yeah. it, and I I think they could do it in a great way. I I would like to see who's going to be directing it, um, before I would say yay or nay, but I'm actually kind of into it to be honest with you yeah like, yeah. i don't know so, why but it, it kind of hooks me kind of kind of want to see so it this show or i think it's a show right that they said the amazon show i think that one's a nope. show yeah i think it's gonna okay. be like a six <laughs> or something like that this is where i this is where i kind of get into my critique of what james gunn has <laughs> has said and, and what he's done um yeah it's giving me it's given off uh a, a nation needing to fight for their nation Mm-hmm. Black Panther vibes. Um, oh, giving, I can kind of see that. Right. So it's giving off the same platform of like, okay, look at this strong nation of people who have a hero in there as well. But mm-hmm. when that hero is gone or not present, we are still a strong nation of people. Um, yeah. I think if 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 I go down what I heard James Gunn say and what I got out of it is it's reflecting a lot of what Marvel is now. Uh, what I mean by that is you have the authority, yeah. which is in my book, the same as the Eternals, a team that watches over everything and talks to mm-hmm. everybody. That's what the Eternals are going to be. Uh, Black Panther and, and the nation of Wakanda will probably be the nation of um, the Mysterio, mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Um, yeah. And that'll be the same kind of thing. One heroic person, but a nation of strong people. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. You have your core characters that are going to be um, a little bit on the younger side, um, a little bit more challenged, right? So you have Superman, the boy who's going to come out, not the boy, but the guy who's going to be new to the human world as mm-hmm. it is today um, and be the poster child of what good is, a.k.a. Captain America. Uh, yeah. In today's world now, and you're mm-hmm. the poster child of what good was back in your home planet or whatever. Um, there's a lot of like faces of, of things that like reflect what Marvel's already done and what they're going to continue to do. Um, I think for me, what I was really excited about was actually the lack of information we got about what the focal point of all is going to tie into. So he said, we're going to all tie it all in together, but what's mm-hmm. the focal point tying it all in? What's the big bad thing? What's the big main focus that everyone's like, okay, we need to get together to find that thing. And I'm glad that he didn't just come out and say it. 
right. um, guys. He didn't announce any kind of villains, any film whatsoever. We got very little in terms of like actual story and what we're going to see. It was more just like, here's what we have on the docket. And I also like that he said that a lot of it is still in the process of being written, aka mm-hmm. Superman and everything like that, because it means James Gunn is taking his time with things. Uh, they're not rushing, right? They don't need to get another film out by next year. He said 2025 might be the newest film they get out. It's going to be about 2025. Uh, so, like, I'm glad they're just like, kind of pumping the brakes a little bit. Um, yeah. I do think James Gunn saw the formula that works in Marvel and is taking it with him. Why wouldn't he? It works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just think what James Gunn's going to need to do to, like, get the edge over Marvel in that same situation is, like, we've talked about it many of times. DC has that darkness to them they can bring in that they just refuse to, like, go full darkness on. Um, I think that you that constantine dark gritty kind of nasty just like, 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 like darkness in the sense of like tone or mood just the gritty aspect but i think that's the, the hard part time. too and that's what i'm slightly slightly nervous of gun being in full control yeah is because he's like got that goofy YTG. size yeah he's got that goofy side to him so how yeah. do you match that really dark tone i'm sure he's gonna nail the music because he's always done really good with music yep but he's also got that weird goofy and it seems like uh, the DC films have always had a hard time balancing. Where's the comedic uh, comedic relief and where is the dark? And then you're kind of like, uh, what, what do I feel here? Yeah. 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 I can see that. Hopefully he figures it out. It's also <laughs> hard to think too, uh, with DC, like their heroes being so super, uh, and like, so what I always go back to is like with DC and Marvel, why Marvel to me is more successful in general is because they have semi-relatable characters mm-hmm. and DC has these far out of the world, like holier than thou characters. No one is going to relate to Superman. You can't. Mm-hmm. He's the perfect person. Uh, no one's going to relate to Batman. He's the richest guy in the world. He's the top 1%. Um, no one's going to be able to like relate to a man who lives underwater or... Yeah, well, I think that's where they have to get creative with, like, the writing. So, again, uh, again, I was super excited about this new Batman because you don't necessarily have to relate to a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Now you can relate to a father with a son who's disobedient. Like, yeah, uh, people can relate to that. And, but, again, they have to go that direction. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Uh, so let's pivot. I think we all have a, a, a sense of, like, we, we think this could be good. Uh, we see shades of good. Still skeptical. We still have shades of skepticism because at the end of the day, it is James Gunn running it. And this is the yeah. first time doing a project this big. And we know what his tone usually is. Mm-hmm. Even with like uh, even with like Suicide Squad, it was a similar tone. So I get it. Hesitancy is there. Um, we didn't get much substance, but we got at least the bones and frameworks. Uh, they have potential, like always. They just need to look yeah. up to it. Uh, so pivoting. I know last week talked about Wakanda Forever briefly. Uh, I had homework for someone to do this podcast. They didn't do it, but the other person, <laughs> the other person did it uh, without having to be asked. So we're gonna touch on it real quick, just real brief, because I've been wanting to talk so much. I was, about I was ready to, I was ready to clap it out for you, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Turn in your homework, but sorry, it was. I had, it it was my way to the I watched it last night. Oh, you should have post. We should have postponed the podcast. And we could have just. That's earlier than what my my co-host no, Con no. here has done, uh, but. Let me Sorry just that touch I'm dedicated on a father and husband. I'm also married and have a kid. Newborn actually. Um and and have... and Andrew has three kids and married. Oh uh, nice, anyways. Andrew. I have three kids too. Hey, we're we gonna go. catch married. up, Matt. Yeah. Catch up, Matt. Uh, you're doing rookie pop, pop, pop. numbers. 
<laughs> at the end of the day, I do my job on this podcast. Uh, oh, I was—I so. thought you were going someplace else with that doing Friday's. the job thing. I was like, no, 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 can't oh, go there. It's a kid's show. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so we're kind of forever. I want to talk to talk to somebody else about it. The last person we had on that was not Khan hadn't seen it. Khan still hasn't seen it, even though it's come out on Disney Plus a full twenty four hours now. Um, so a couple of things I want to touch on that I'm going to tell you briefly that I told them more in depth. If you want more explanation, you can have it, but just briefly. Uh, you, can Namor, you do this with no spoiler spoil alerts? I don't want to hear anything though. No, uh, Namor freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, super cool. Every time he was on screen, took 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 it away by far. Um, the new Black Panther, um, they did a good job executing it. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't like forced or anything like that. It felt natural and progressive. Um, Angela Bassett deserves her Oscar uh, nomination. Yes. Yeah, she was nuts. Uh, Riri, um, cool character. Lackluster. Cool character, wrong time. Kind of yeah. felt forced. Uh, similar to America Chavez and Doctor Strange. Um, yes. The conflict of war between the two of them, freaking loved it. Yeah. The edginess of how Namor just like ran through the place was fantastic. Um, and I think it's a direction of like, a slight bit of darkness from Disney off the heels of Dr. Strange horror movie to this mm-hmm. now kind of brutal killing of people. Uh, loved it. Uh, the thing Shuri goes through, not just the one thing, but the, the couple things she goes through uh, mm-hmm. really makes me like her a lot more as a character. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for the post credit scene and where that goes. Yeah. So Shuri had some big shoes to fill. Uh, I don't think anybody could fill Mr. Boswick's shoes on that, but mm-hmm. the way that they handled it was probably the best that they could do. Yeah. Because you didn't feel like there was stepping on any toes. You definitely saw her rise and fall and rise again, which was like good. And then there's lots of hope in the future. Yes. Yeah. I think um, I'm going to spoil something for. Mr. Curry here. And everyone who hasn't seen it, I apologize. Skip like two minutes ahead. It's going to be a very brief statement here. Um, when Feige said there's going to be a T'Challa or a Black Panther left in the world, I didn't think he meant that. And yeah. I'm glad he did because that could grow into a lot more longevity for the Black Panther man- mantle mantle later on. Um, for sure. So, yeah. Not only but that, they're, they're, still, they're still giving us a hope that there could be Tajala and a storm marriage coming our way. Yes, and that could be great. Doctor, now, that's now, leading all that into King the Conqueror. Yeah. Now, now put this in context of like that was the positives. What were your negatives? Um, honestly, I I enjoyed. I, I, there wasn't really anything that I didn't really like. Really, I was just like uh, the only thing. The only vibes that I got was kind of like on Age of Ultron, where it just felt like it was a plug. Like, hey, okay. here's something we're cooking up in the future. We're gonna plug it in. But okay. I think I think the actress, she's I think she'll be cool. I think she'll be able to hold her own. It just it felt weird that she just kind of like came and and it mm. feels still slightly too soon after Iron Man. But yeah. Cool. So it's so I do, you don't have like too many gripes about it, which I I mean, coming from you, the man who critiques everything to hell and back. Uh, I no, think honestly, cool. I, I enjoyed it. What do you put it in the slate of phase four? Ooh, and where uh, do you put it overall in Marvel terms? Oh, yeah, it's not a hard number, just like a 
Marvel terms, top third, middle third, bottom third, uh, and then overall for the phase, where do you what do you put above it? Where do you put below it? Yeah, I'm trying to think. So in phase four, obviously you got to give the top spot to Spider-Man: uh, No Way Home. Yeah, but I'd probably say it's like a second or third. I really feel like Phase Four hasn't had like anything that's wowed me. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one was good, and then honestly, I'd probably put it in maybe lower bottom third out of all, maybe high really two thirds, but like okay. right around there. But it, it was emotional. Like so, Guardians they, Two above it or below it? Oh, way above it. You forget I'm Guardians like the biggest Guardian way- Two. I'm the biggest Guardians 2 hater. That's like... Oh, that, Wakanda's way above Guardians. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, that's... Okay. Uh, what's your middle of the pack movie? Let me think here. So, wait. I want to judge real quick just to, so I can get his list. What's your... What's the le- your least favorite? Like, out of like... If it's on time... Um, if, if I see it come up, I'd probably be like, no, I don't really want to watch that. Uh, honestly, Guardians Thor. 2 is probably pretty close to that. Thor 2? Um, yeah. Thor 2. Yeah, Iron that's another one. Uh, I like Iron Man three, Iron Man two, uh, Iron Man three. I'd probably pick over Iron Man two though. Yeah, for um, sure I would too. Yeah. Okay, I just needed to know which because if you were like, well, what's your top now? Tell me, tell me, yeah, tell, so because yeah, me one? and you, Andrew, we agree on the number one still. Yeah, I think there's, this there's, this fellow here doesn't agree with me on that, but yes. that's a different top different the top one is Winter Soldier. Like yes, Winter Soldier is a really good movie. But yeah. I, I I I don't know why, but I love Age of Ultron. I I, I have no. Yeah. I I think it's because I like the villain so much. Makes me sick, yeah. to be honest. But, but yeah, Age of Ultron is probably probably in my bottom tier. But <laughs> I, I think it's in most. But what it's I mean, it's a taste thing. It had some uh, cool stuff. It just I, I felt like it was Disney's plug movie. Like I'm gonna plug 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 plug. Oh, really? like uh, adding new characters kind of thing. Not only that, but just like hinting to what they're doing. Mm, like they just made it too obvious like it was an obvious bridge yeah yeah for sure yeah winter soldier is a classic dude it's a good movie so good not just like comic book film just a good film yeah good film cinema just like speaking on that so godfather godfather 2 winter soldier (laughs) let me ask a question real quick because i haven't watched wakanda wait what what'd you say continue Uh, uh, I just didn't know if I heard blasphemy or something. Anyways, uh, so Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, I was talking to a buddy earlier today about it and his gripes with it. And he his big gripe was the fact that um, what's the guy, the white wolf that Bucky turns into? Mm-hmm. Is it the white wolf? Yep. Um, did you guys feel like this movie needed him in that? Or did you feel like there was already too much going on with this film to add a character like that? With kind of no explanation besides, I, I don't know what he would have added to the story had he been in there. Nothing. Gotcha. Nothing. He just would have been yeah. Russell at that point. And yeah, I think, I think his arc within Winter Soldier and um, the Falcon it, it takes him away from having to even be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. the only excuse you have for him being there is that he was there for such a long time that he would mm-hmm. feel for the king and being gone and them needing a protector, but. Uh, the situation of the timeline isn't clear on like if, if he's busy with what he's doing in fucking soldier yeah, for sure. happening now or not. Um, yeah. Not to mention that I think, I think like 
to to Andrew's credit, what he just said, like I think he's in a spot where like he isn't in a place to like go anywhere else or do anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. And they've damaged him and Winter Soldier so much, like from a power level standpoint, that like he wouldn't have even done anything compared. Like if that Winter Soldier showed up, that showed up in, in fucking Winter Soldier, it, he wouldn't have helped against Namor anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean? Would have been yeah. muscle with a gun. Like that, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything. True. Like there's no story support. There's nothing that ties him into it. I don't. I don't okay, cool, didn't cool. see any need to have him. And I love Bucky. Yeah, I do too. I think he's a great character. So I think it's really good sticking character. with the TV show entertainment theme, uh, let's let's have you seen Star Wars Vision? Both of you guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. Big fan okay. of it. Uh, so one, I haven't seen all of them. I've only seen like two or three of them. That they're pretty good though. I'm just not the mm-hmm. big like I'm not a big anime kind of person. Oh, that surprises uh, me. Yeah, yeah I, me I've, and I've it, tried, it, man. Me too. I've tried. Uh, What's it called? What's one I tried? Just have that anime look to your face. Oh, he, he... <laughs> is it because I'm uh, he, I'm Asian? Is... No. Oh, okay. I just want to clear that up real quick. Yeah. On, to on, me, on it the was air. the hair. No, it, it's yeah, he tried Demon Slayer. He watched like three or four episodes of Demon Slayer, and it was good. And I liked I like it wasn't like what I saw didn't pivot me away from watching it. Um, yeah, I've yeah. seen Avatar: The Last Headbender to, to yeah. my credit. Oh, that's more like American anime uh, though. I've yeah, seen Korra to the credit of animes. <laughs> Uh, I let him. I let him. I let him count those as animes because I'm just happy he's watching it. So yeah. I don't say anything. You know, so like, yeah. to get to brass like tacks why I don't watch animes. Yeah, me either. There's just way too many, and what I mean by this is like the big animes that everyone hypes up. There's way yeah. too much fluff in the middle of things. Yeah, like I'm not trying to watch One Piece to watch 300 episodes and then have an important part, and then 300 episodes and then an True. important part. That and is that 100% any anime that I've seen now. Demon Slayer like got right and into it. Not, so I liked yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, I want to try Hunter Hunter. I mean, I want I want to try them. But what happens is, I'm just so much more into like live action TV dramas. Sure. That, like, mm-hmm. I'd rather watch Succession, which if you haven't seen that's a good show by the way. I'd rather watch Succession over like waste not wasting my time, but not watching Star Wars Visions. All that to say, uh, Star Wars Visions uh, season two or volume two, they call it, uh, has a release date. I believe it's in May. If if I'm yeah, that's quick. Yeah, yeah that's quick turnaround. Cool. Um, they had their studios announced. Um, I don't know any of them. I'll, I'll tell you guys who they are, just because you guys probably know more than I do. Um, they're they're doing a thing this year to, or I don't know if it happened already, but uh, Con pointed out to me when they first announced that it was coming out in the first place, is they're doing like a different episode, um, anime from different studios in different uh, countries. So um, the first studio is called Al Huri, which is Spain. Uh, second one is Cartoon Saloon, which is Ireland. Third one is Punk Robot, which is Chile. Uh, fourth one is Ardman, which is UK. UK usually doesn't do things that great anyway, but UK. Uh, Studio Mir, which is South Korea. Studio La Cacheta, or La Cachette probably because it's France. Uh, France. Uh, 88 Pictures, which is India. Triggerfish, which is South Africa. And De- Dart Stagio in Japan. I apologize for it anybody that i butchered that there the japan one is in collaboration with lucasfilms us that's the only one that us is touching um they have titles i can tell you them i cannot tell you them but let's get into like the prospect of having an episode from a different country representation will it will it gel well together is it going to be an amalgamation of cool art that we see um is it going to be vastly different like are we going to notice hey this is going to be definitively like the spain style to anime mm-hmm. versus like japan or india steven I'll let you go first 
I, I, I really, really think it's going to be totally different. Uh, the only one I've ever heard of out of all those lists were Punk Robot in Chile. Um, the, they do a lot of like very um, kitty like mm. shows, kind of like a Peppa Pig kind of thing. Interesting. Mm. They they do that kind of artwork. They also do a lot of like uh, I don't want to say clay animation, but it's a lot of like little figures that they move, snap picture, move, snap picture. Like Wallace um, and Gromit. Yeah, yeah, or like Nightmare Before Christmas kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're known for that kind of work. Their work, if you if you look them up, it's interesting. Uh, you'll see, and you're going to be very amazed. Like, whoa, like Star Wars, like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I hope, yeah. to be honest with you, I'm kind of interested. I kind of want them to do it like this. I hope they don't try to do to step yeah. out of the box. I really but, hope they try. To do but I think that's the whole point, and I think the visions first volume did well enough to where they have that free reign where it's yeah if it's going to be in black and white we're going to like it It, and and again i think vision specifically isn't so much about the characters or what's going on but more so like the appreciation of the different art styles Mm -hmm. at least that's what i got from it it was like some of them was cool some of them was like not my thing but wasn't bad um but yeah i would imagine they're all going to be just crazy different it's like Star Wars's way of doing a what if series almost. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a very good bridge that I don't I never made. That's that that explains if I'm gonna explain to somebody who's never seen it, that's like the best way mm-hmm. to to yeah, that's that's really good. They just can do whatever they want with it, and it's like yeah, free man, go for it. Gosh, and, I hope they, tell me. and I hope they pick from that, and I hope that with the the new Star Wars coming out, I really hope they see that. Uh, and I did put it in the Discord. If you guys want to see those picks, um, what is it? Uh, I hope that they pull from some of these storylines and in, in, in art and do stuff in the future. You know what I mean? I think some I, anime Star Wars would be dope. I think that's the cool thing, too, is if they find something that people really, really like, then yeah. take that and expand on it. Like, it's basically no risk Star Wars. Yeah, dude. It, mm-hmm. That's if exactly. We don't like it, how we're at least gonna appreciate the art if we like it. Yeah, we can get more of it. And and then you get to see what's marketable. Because think about it, they get a poppy little, cute Star Wars show, and they're True. like, "Wow, we're we're seeing that it, people are into this." You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Let's do a seven piece on Disney Plus. Here's all the merch. Here's yep. all the money. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. genius. And Disney just basically outsources it to that studio to take it, or is probably gonna buy them up. That's- yeah and if you think about it if you're a little studio like that and you're like disney comes knocking hey we have a contract it's like cha-ching boys we just bought a house you know what i mean you know i'm not even mad at that you know get your stacks but so let me let me ask you guys about the studios and about disney and everything like that do you think it's important for those studios to decide where they go what they do and how they do it like disney uh, if if disney throws an offer at them mm -hmm. and they decide to deny it that's a good thing or a bad thing doesn't really matter right but the important yeah. part is their decision right yeah so then why are you on board with oh them buying activision <laughs> and not making their own decisions about what platform they should be hosted on so if the studio gotcha no you didn't get nothing I'm, I'm still salty that hogwarts has 500 playstation exclusives that I can't get. I'm still salty. 
Salty, salty, you can, salty. You can, if you want to come over one day, you can play mine if you want. No, I don't. I don't want to. I, I don't want to play road. on your. Want to play on my PC or I want to play on my Xbox. And the fact that I have to. Wait. It's just so dumb, dude. Like, why doesn't um, Microsoft just buy everything? You know what I mean? And then it's all under Microsoft. And then they're trying. we're good. They're trying. To be fair, though, with Disney, I think even though if they did buy up those studios, I think they would just let them do do their own thing. Yeah, it's a little different. But my point was that this studio. Uh, yeah, that's what you're doing. I didn't mm-hmm. like so, it. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, so sticking to the Star Wars theme, uh, a, a game that I know I was excited for, uh, just knowing Andrew and how much he freaking loved the first one, he was excited for. Me and Steven talked about it behind closed doors. We were excited for it. Mm, yeah, man. But uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor has been delayed. Uh, Andrew, this is brought to my attention Six by you. Do you know how long weeks. it was delayed? Six, Six weeks? weeks. Six, month Six and a half? Six weeks. Mm-hmm. That's not that bad. I thought it was going to be like four or five months. Okay. That's going to be my next question. Yeah. So here's mm-hmm. there, there's a little bit of controversy because if you look at the timelines of things, mm-hmm. it seems like there's not really a great reason for this delay. The announcement that they get, they said they want to polish it, make sure there's no bugs. I don't know if I believe it to the fullest <laughs> extent, but if we're talking about like content release. It leads up to where we have basically no more Star Wars content to have, and then it releases. So this is post Mando. Okay, mm-hmm. I see what you mean. So the six weeks <clears throat> is that six weeks of Mando episodes that are happening those same weeks? Okay, okay, okay. Out of six out of six, I imagine, or six yeah. out of eight at least. Which uh, again, I don't, I don't think that Respawn Studios would be that shady. It's probably mm-hmm. like Daddy Disney being like, well, we need you to delay it a little bit longer. And they're, <laughs> they're probably ready to go. But, I mean, even if it is for that reason, just tell us. Like, Yeah. Uh, what? Okay. So let me let me be devil's advocate because I don't – I'm a big conspiracy, like, questioner. Mm-hmm. This is the conspiracy you're bringing to my table here. My table's nice and set up for what I call – Devil's Advocate comebacks. There's never a there hasn't since Kenobi to now. What are we getting from Star Wars anyway? Like there's the the gaps in Star Wars things have happened regardless. Mm-hmm. I I don't think a game of oh well, it's not that there's Star a gap. It's, they don't want to have it overpassing each other. But it's a game. Still, it's Star Wars. It's a game it's versus still- the biggest. IP that Star Wars currently has, which is Mandalorian by far. Uh, like, yeah, that one. But uh, again, this is like the game that people have been waiting for. Like, you beat the first game and you're like, when's the second one coming out? I don't know. I just don't. To you me, it'd be like a con- for bugs? To me, for it'd bugs? be a conjunction thing. It'd be like, I'd want to be all engulfed in Star Wars for the next six weeks kind of a thing. Yeah, but uh, think it's about usually like how it content happens, creators. Too. Content creators for Star Wars are going to be all consumed in the game, doing live streams, playing it when they could be talking about other things, other Mandalorian things. I mean, I get it. I could see like the conflicting, the self competition thing, right? <laughs> CVS versus Walgreens are the same company, but they're across the street from each other. Um, I get it, but I'm just more excited to lay it in the first place. I'm as a new software engineer to the world. I can see how bugs can take 
up to six weeks. So that doesn't surprise me if they do say that. Yeah, but, uh, think, but think of it from a distribution. You probably have a week, maybe two weeks in getting games to retail stores. Yeah. And they're going to sit there for a week before they... For re- a week, yeah. Three Shelf weeks space. now? Yeah. It, you're telling me it's a three-week delay for just bugs? Not including making everything? Just seems a little fishy. That's all I'm saying. So I'm looking at right now, we'll just go uh, video game for video game. I'm looking at the release date for February and looking at the release date for March. I I kind of agree with you, Andrew. I, I really think it's more for content for for uh, the Star Wars world, not so much for games because mm-hmm. there's nothing really dropping that mm-hmm. I could see Star Wars going, hey, it's not like the new Call of Duty is about to drop. Mm-hmm. Let's push it back so we're not competing. The, the the month looks dry for like besides the last of us remake in march 3rd i i don't Nothing. see that really i don't think that really competes with the new star wars game and then in february it's a whole bunch of just like like i'm not even looking at anything here that's worth hogwarts is is february that's the only then, game that comes out this month that's worth buying yeah, and that's the only game I could see maybe hold on, people hold on. don't buy. It's not true. Season 2 of Call of Duty comes out in a couple days. All right? Yeah, but you'd already have it. That's some respect. I gotta pay 20 bucks, though. I don't know. My tears skips. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so real quick, before we continue on with this conversation. Um, yeah, for sure. I think Andrew's Hufflepuff. Am I right about that? I am not Hufflepuff. Oh, uh, what are you? Ravenclaw? I am a Ravenclaw. Oh, so you're, you're not important at all. Uh, no, Steven, what are you? Important. I'm actually a Gryffindor. Gryffindor, yeah, yeah. I took it uh, a couple times, and I kept getting Gryffindor. And I did the Facebook one, Gryffindor. I yeah. always get Gryffindor. The yeah. one that I did that I was told to do by um, an incredibly obnoxious Harry Potter fan. Who's uh, that? The one, the, the one below our screen Ooh, here. We got two Harry uh, Potter fans up in here. A man who made me come to his house. Let's Every touch wands together and watch. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Kid show, kid show. <laughs> my, right. bad, my bad. Uh, I came to this house every week to watch it. I think I told you about that, Steven. And yeah, yeah, you were, yeah, you I had a lot of critiques a lot yeah. with the first three. <clears throat> uh, yeah, well, I still stand by you. Start at four. Yeah, uh, I think I'm a, I think I, I Hufflepuff is what I became. I yeah, being. um, so I'm okay at being like Cedric, the coolest person in all of the entire movies. I like Cedric. Right, right. I just I die a little quickly. You know that he actually becomes Batman. It's crazy. I know it's wild. <laughs> it's like the post, the post, the post, the uh, post first life depression yeah. really hit him. So like, yeah, you really, guys, a lot of a lot of brooding. Well, I, I thought it was because he became Edward right after, and then he became Ooh, Batman. Fair enough. Yeah, there you go. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Um. So yeah, I mean the gaming thing makes me sad. Uh, I'm gonna play the cards. I think we all are. Uh, yeah. So game with the gaming theme, it's talk about something that's a passion for Edgar specifically, or Andrew, sorry. Um, he is very – well, I'm big into Call of Duty esports. That's my thing. I'm a Call of Duty esports yeah, person. Yeah. I'll go – I'm getting into it now. I'm, I'm definitely getting um, into it. I did touch on what I'm about to talk about here with, with Andrew uh, just because me and him worked together for a long time, and I watch mm-hmm. it not with him, but yeah. you know, in conjunction with him. Uh, and we talked about it a lot, and I really liked it a lot. It's one of the most exciting esports there is. That is Rocket League. Uh, yeah, the North American yeah. season or um, championship starts uh, tomorrow. Wow. Um, I'm a betting <laughs> man, and when it comes to betting on esports for your Rocket League, 
I text Andrew every day about it pretty much once the series starts. So uh, who's the, so the team? What's the team? The, the top dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Who okay. So in North America, well, first of all, let, let's back up real quick. Cause last week, Europe, and, and there's one thing I wanted to touch on Europe. So there's this team called Vitality, which Ooh, has kind of got an, an interesting scenario going on. In Rocket League, you typically have a three-man team. Vitality currently has a four-man team. But one of their team players isn't of age to competitively play yet. Oh. So they have this four-man team that once he turns 15, he can then compete. But the problem is, is this kid's supposed to be like the prodigy, like the next greatest thing to ever come along. And you have last week Vitality doing the best that they've done in about a year and a half. Mm, so now you have this three-man team that's going to be a two-man team plus this prodigy. One of them is going to get booted. Yeah. So that would be interesting just to keep an eye on. Mm. But jump back over to the North American region. Um, teams to keep an eye out for. You got Gen G, which is another really interesting team because two thirds of their team moved across the sea from Europe to come compete in the North American team and just have dominated this, this last split that we had. Uh, so the way that works, there's three splits. Mm-hmm. Each split ends up in a regional. They are the last regional uh, North American regional champion. Tomorrow starts uh, split two. And it's probably going to be them just tearing everybody else apart. Uh, Genji actually also, I forgot this too, um, there was an international LAN, um, and they won that too. Ah. I'm looking at their point total right now, and they have 20 points above anybody else in North America. So that's that's, how many points is a match, just so we can get clarity on that. Uh, So it's not really, it basically ends how you place. they okay. just changed it, so okay. it's not really like a good way to do it. Um, basically, if you just tune into their stream, they'll tell you how many points they're going to win. Um, I don't really watch mm. the points too much other than I know that if you're in the top three, you typically get about 10, 20 points more than the other. Um, actually, okay. no, that's probably changed since last season. It's probably about four to five now because it used to be that there were just wild points. Mm-hmm. But Gen G, definitely keep an eye on them. So these two European guys, apparently Jack and Noli, they move over to Canada. They pick up this unknown um, bubble player, and they just start destroying everybody, which is like, this guy's been over here. Nobody's picked him up in North America. These guys, and they literally, like, have no time to practice scrims or anything. It's like, they move, they start. Yep. So... It's been crazy to see what they've done, and, and they, they they have done a really good job. Um, FaZe Clan, also another one to watch. They have arguably Ooh. one of the best best uh, mechanical players in First Killer, who just, anytime you watch him, there's just something he does that's like, how? How do you do this? Yeah. Uh, that's Modern crazy. Day Justin? Um, they are still struggling. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Justin Justin's still great. He's probably still one of the best, but NRG can't figure it out. They got rid of their coach. That didn't work. So if it doesn't work this split, you'll probably see a roster change between them, which I think they've been they've been a team for almost two and a half years now. Yeah. So let's Man. touch on this real quickly. Okay. A couple a couple of things before we continue on with like what you think will happen and what, what mm-hmm. will happen. Uh 
One, when you look at, at, at a team at the very top of their game, Genji versus Furia, for example, mm-hmm. uh, you're looking at it from a standpoint of like, like when I look at Call of Duty, there's positions, there's rotations, there's gun skill, right? When I look at Rocket League, it's almost like you're either at this pro level or you're not mechanically wise anyway. Mm-hmm. So what separates a Furia esports team from a Gen G team? So it's it's crazy because Furia last season was probably the number one team. Um, they're a South American team that just moved to North America. And so now they're kind of like getting their bearings on mm-hmm. playing North American teams versus mm-hmm. South American teams. But there are different play styles. So Europe has a very slow very pass-playing, controlled game where they'll play a little bit more defensive and then capitalize on the mistakes versus the North American side is a lot more flashy, fast-paced, kind of in-your-face. Mm-hmm. Same thing with South America. They just play as fast as possible. Um, so what, what happens is typically in a region, there are teams that know how to play each other and, and basically combat what they're good at. Mm-hmm. But the way that this new structure of RLCS has happened is it's allowed more and more teams to be funneled through. It used to be just 10 teams would all play each other, kind of like a, um, a league play kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. Now it's you have an open qualifier where anybody goes through the bracket, that team, if they make it, cool, you're in. That basically makes teams that are used to playing each other feel uncomfortable because now it's a different play style than they're normally accustomed to. Which is a good thing for exposure and for mm-hmm. just keeping freshness in the league. Yep. The second one is a closed qualifier, and then the last is an invitational. So if you make it through the closed qualification, chances are you're going to be at the invitational too. So it's really all about that open qualifier bracket. Um, but it's basically what it comes down to in the three-man squad is everybody's got to be good. You can't you can't mm. like rely on one person being in the net, one person playing up. It's Everybody's got to be able to do each other's job at any given point. So do you think cool. with adding so many more teams from North America, South America, and like kind of having it all, you know, more, do you think it's going to hurt the league by not being able to like find a team you identify with and like and to be watch them? Or do you think it's better for the culture having just uh, seeing new blood? You know what I mean? Uh, I think it's better because now you're seeing these people that you've never even heard of who are able yeah. to keep up with. Uh, I think like, Look at Gen G, Chronic, this guy nobody had ever heard of. Two European guys pick him up, and he's on his way to you know being it? at the World Championship, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you're starting to see a lot now that is really exciting is people aren't afraid of making big continental moves. If, hey, there's Ooh. more money in North America, I'm going to go to North America. So and- do they physically have to move, or is it more of, oh, it's, it's a physical thing? Yep. Wow. Okay. That's gotta that's be impressive. That one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. So leading into my second question of touching on coaching in esports, kind of, uh, uh, how effective is coaching in Rocket League? Because in Call of Duty, it's it, huge. It, it's it. I don't think it's huge at all in Call of Duty. I think like, it's huge. There's there's nothing that a coach adds value to or offers outside of like keeping like camaraderie and like mm-hmm. chemistry. Um, which if people were adults. It'd be fine, but these are kids kind of yeah, playing yeah. esports. Um, like to the point of like what I'm trying to say is Optic Gaming, for example, they just lost their poster boy of their entire franchise, which is Scumpy. Uh, been playing Call of Duty forever. 
They were doing not very good with him. Uh, the person they dropped, they bring back in because he retired midseason. They also fired the coach at the same time. They are now 3-0 without a coach. Mm-hmm. They are now at the top of every season play in this season, and they are now the, the one seed going into this weekend's major. So wow. I see that, and I think, okay, and this is a coach that has won championships. Like Ray, Rambo Ray was like a good, a good player, and for, as far as I knew, a good coach. But even the org owner and the player that got dropped initially has come out and said, like, Honestly, coaches don't do mean as much because of two things. One, they're not able to analyze the game in real time with us. They watch v, like VODs um, mm-hmm. and they they point out flaws in the VODs. But because Call of Duty is so chaotic and Rocket League is the same way, if not more chaotic, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. things don't repeat themselves over again usually. Um, and then two, they're not on the stage doing calls anyway. So mm-hmm. like how impactful is a coach in Rocket League? Because to me in Call of Duty, it's not at all. But Rocket League could be different. So then so, finding out what you think does what or doesn't do what. Uh, so I think that it is impactful. And now I think it's been about three seasons. Coaches are actually on the stage with the players. That's great. Um, and so between the match, there's a one-minute break where the coach is talking. Like, and, and what I've personally seen is the coaches obviously not going to be as mechanical or as good as the game, but they help with that mental side. When you're playing a series and you're down two, they have to be the ones that are, okay, here's what we're doing wrong. Here's what we need to change. Here's what, and again, they're watching the game happen. They mm-hmm. see, hey, this player, he's taking the ball and he's scoring every time. We need to put two people on that. So they just bring in that mentality to it. Um, not only that, replays uh, could go either way. Replays can help you. Some people argue they do. Some people argue they don't. The other thing that I would say is they're almost like a manager in the sense that they are encouraging or making sure that the players are practicing or scrimming. That's mm-hmm. kind of where I thought more or less mm-hmm. where the coach kind of comes Because in. what you see is if like a team does really good and they win something, they start to slack off mm-hmm. and then they just drop. Yeah. And if that coach isn't there to like recoup that and get them back into the grind mode, you, you see those teams that are just struggling big time. Yeah. Cool, cool. So let's wrap it up with a mini game, right? This is the this last it. part of the show. We're going on an hour now, which is about our, our time limit usually. We yeah. usually have a hard limit, uh, but we want to keep it tasteful. Uh, so good insights from the RLCS side of things. Um, real quick, who's going to win? Who's going to look the worst? Who's your dark horse? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I'd be dumb not to say Gen G just based on the results that they've currently had. Um not only do they have the results, but those guys just grind. Those guys are just putting in tons and tons of hours. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I'm probably would say if you're, you're watching one to really, really do poor this split, it's either going to be optic mm. or oh, V1. And there's kind of a funny story. I'll, I'll tell it pretty quick, but there was going to be a trade that was going to happen that people started telling their moves too quick. So people mm. were getting kicked from their team. Someone kicked someone from V1. They slotted over into Optic. Optic kicked their third, and then it didn't happen. So now you have these two teams with people that have known they've been kicked but still have to play together. It's going to be uh, weird. So uh, those are probably awkward. the ones salty, to watch. Very like, salty, I bet. Yeah. Super awkward. Yeah. I All right, so in the spirit wrapped up the show, we do a mini game at the end of every show. This is our mini game segment. This week we had a request from our guest, uh, Probably be on more frequently than not, by the way. You're yeah, for sure. doing 
you're, you're making me happy with how you're doing here today. So uh, the request of the guests is that we do this or that, or as he called it, would you rather? Uh, last week we did this or that, where I asked questions and I said, where I do this, would you rather do that? This time though, which I'm excited for, I'm not involved in the questions. I'm just going to ask him to you two. I'm going to say, Steven, you go first and why. Uh, Andrew, you go first sure. and why. And then I get to sit here and say, that's dumb. That's smart. Steven wins. Andrew wins. Andrew loses. <laughs> Steven wins. I'm right. excited for that part of it. But before we start, before we start, the baby question, the baby and the dog's talking. Oh, yes. I, I thought about this one a lot. Did so you? I would, I would say the dogs because dogs are going to continue to talk. Baby, once they start to talk, they're, oh. they're talking. The so magical powers that's going to be two years before they start talking, or something that's going to last their entire life. That's true. That's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. answer. That's good answer. answer. From a question we didn't ask you. Uh, okay, right. next up. Um, <laughs> but thanks no, for watching okay. the show. Did you like and subscribe? <laughs> well, there we go. It's there. All right. So I have some. I have, I have some. The first one's a banger, in my opinion. Okay, it's a really. Yeah, we'll we'll be the judge one. of that. We'll so here's the good. first one. First up, in the spirit of. Happiness first show with us. Andrew, you're gonna be first up, and and then Stephen, you're next up as well. Uh, so the first question is: You are guaranteed to live 100 years and 100 years only. Okay, you're only gonna be 100 years old, no less, no more. But you can take five years off of your life and go 100 years into the future. Would you do it? Yes or no? Absolutely. And why? Uh, because maybe I take the five years off and I go 100, and they know how to prolong prolong life. That much no, more. No, no, no. There's only a guarantee of 100 years. There is no cheat. There's no there guarantee. Is no, there is no genie. Give me more wishes. Okay, okay. okay? That, that's the cop-out answer. All right. Yeah. I, I'd still do it. So in the spirit of legacy, are you going to be remembered as the person that lived to be 100 years old? Or are you going to be remembered as the person who was able to travel to the future, mm. talk to your family, and build that legacy? It's a good answer. It's a good answer. What yeah. entices you about the future other than that? Uh, Anything at all, or just for that? Is that the only? Uh, I mean, that's probably the first thing that came to my mind is uh, building the legacy, but also technology. What's going to be like? They yeah. finally going to have flying cars. Neuralink. Yeah. Cool, cool. Steven, you're up. That's that's a good answer. I'm going to say I'm going to say the same thing. I'm going in the future. I want to see if they're still making Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. I want to see. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? It's so like they're going to be on Fast and the Furious. You know. Dot dot dot. It's going to yeah. Um, but I go, I, I, yeah, it's weird. The thing is, is that I don't want to like dip on my family. You know what I mean, like, I want to see my kids get older. Like if I, if I got to pick, like I'm at 60 years old or 70 Mm -hmm. years old and then I can do it. And then I only live for another like 15 years, but I get to go into the future. Yeah, I'm in. But if I have to like, if I have to make the decision, like right now, I'm gone hundred years in the future. Uh, I'd probably pump my brakes. No. Yeah, I guess that's a good thing to think about because I was thinking like ninety five. Like, what? No. What am I going to be contributing at ninety five yeah, for those five yeah. years? They're probably gonna be pushing me in a wheelchair, wiping my butt. Yeah. So, and and to put a caveat to this question, since you guys all picked the future, you guys are both yeah. married men with kids. You don't get to mourn the losses of your kids or your wife until you're hundred years in the future. You don't. Those things don't happen. Until you go, like you know what I mean, like you don't realize yeah. that hey, I, I actually everyone I know now isn't going to be here. I'm kind of alone yeah. 100 years from now. Does that change anything for you guys? No, no, I'd still probably go to the future. Yeah, I would go at like 80 years old if I could. 
Yeah, right. I'd probably try to prolong it as much as possible. Even uh, even like 65, 70. You, you've yeah, had, I that, that's that. a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. Question number two in the docket. Good answers, by the way. Since they were the yeah. same answer, you guys both win. I think the the explanation was very well put from Edgar. Uh, yeah, but like that legacy, huh? Yeah, it's well done. Well done. Uh, next question here. And we'll switch this time. So, Steven, you're first. And we'll keep going like that. Snake, gotcha, snake gotcha. Wise. Uh, next one. Would you rather sing to every single song you will ever hear going forward without a choice? Song comes on, you have to sing it. Or would you rather dance to every single song you hear <sighs> oh, going forward? That's a hard one. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, because this kind of matters, do I know the words to every song? Or am of I just course. going, okay, okay. I'm going to sing for every song. And you can dance, like you know, the, like you know all the words of the song. In the same breath, you also know how to dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. That's what I needed to know. Uh, I am going to sing everywhere I go because I don't want to be in Starbucks going, "Can I get a venti pipe with my mocha?" In you know what I mean? I don't want to be pop locking it as I'm trying to get a coffee. You know what I'm saying? But I'd rather be singing like, like a song in the background and could people are like oh you know the song i'm like yeah i know the song and i keep singing you know what i mean i can think i can i can maneuver myself en- enough all right you know so listen I mean? let me let me just real quick you're at your school your your son's school play all of a sudden you just hear booty butt booty butt <laughs> booty butt cheeks dang you're still my argument man you're still it so anyway, let, let, let me do my argument. So I would rather dance because being a white male, there's probably words in public that I'd say oh, that would I get me in trouble. Think of that. That Fair is enough. genius. So, or there's terrible times where a song could come on and you got to sing that song, Yeah. i.e. a funeral. Ooh, yeah. The preachers, if if... Songs come on during like the funeral procession, like during like the the slideshow video, and you're just like, "Oh, dude, I didn't think about that." Either. <laughs> you're just singing "Brick House" for no reason because it's someone's favorite song from before. Uh, wow, both good answers, uh, both good arguments, I would say. Uh, per the arguments, and what I prefer as well, I'm gonna go with Steven this one, just because I would not want to be dancing randomly somewhere. I can yeah. like. Both are pretty like, bad. You can like whisper and sing, you know, like because what happens uh, if you hear Cardi? Oh, but see, look at you hear Cardi B and what's her face's wet. At, you know what I'm saying? That song. <laughs> if you sing it loud, it's embarrassing. <laughs> but if you drop it, like you know what I'm saying? That's even worse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think, and I also think that singing in public, you and you get more credit, not credit, but you get more grace for that than just like shake shaking your bumps. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, dude. Yeah. And people understand. Like, if I put a headphone in and like I'm just singing, it happens to be like what else I'm hearing around, whatever yeah. it is, what it is. But like mm-hmm. at least like there's an excuse, like, hey, I really like this song. Uh yeah, we're just jamming. What's yeah. wrong with you? Oh, I gotta dance. Yeah, yeah. that's that, that's a little more difficult to how it's mad would your girl be though? On. Imagine yeah. that dude, and you just with your wife, and then like a song, she's just like, get away from me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, could be bad, uh, could be bad. One. All right, um, so I'm going to save this one for after this next one. So this one is going to be, would you rather, and I want you to think about this, not just like. I'm shotgunning it. I'm just going straight. Not just it. like one thing is like an evil thing because it's perceived that sometimes and the other thing isn't. Yeah. I actually think about like what the most useful thing is and 
why it's the most useful thing. Would you rather give up your air conditioning and heater for the rest of your life or the internet for the rest of your life? Uh, Andrew, you're first. Oh, man. Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is going to be the AC, the the heater. (laughs) Heater, Arizona is not too bad winter. I don't even turn it on anyways. So we got like four months there. It's the AC, man. Versus the AC, I mean, I got pool. Jump in the pool if you get really hot. But no internet, man. I had to look up how to fix my garage. Wouldn't have been able to do that. <laughs> that uh, is true. Yeah, you would have been. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd probably pick AC and heater. It, the summers are going to suck. Probably make me move. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go the same boat. Uh, if you've never been to Arizona, I know the podcast listeners. And, you know, I live in this beautiful home in the, behind me. But um, it is hot. You you can't even think about going outside like hot. in Arizona. It hot. is hot and there's mm-hmm. people fall down and cook. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now imagine being in your your house with you, your spouse, and your three kids running around going, mm-hmm. It's hot. But I need the internet though. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah, it's I like think, I think that's what it is, man. Yeah, because like I think of like I couldn't even do half of the stuff in my house without the internet. Like everything's all connected now. I feel uncomfortable talking about this. You know what I mean? Like, hold on, hold on. Like I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting hot right now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, let me, uh, let me, let me kind of get on to what Andrew just said right now about his house connecting to the internet. So it was not Christmas time, but every time I went to his house in the middle of the summer to watch Harry Potter, he would yeah. go, Alexa, turn off Christmas lights. <laughs> And his lights in his living room would turn on and off. And I'm like, why are you saying Christmas lights every single time? And Alexa, turn the Christmas lights off. It's like, pink. I don't think it's April. Like, what are we doing here? Uh, But that has been changed. Now they're called the decorative lights. Decorative lights. Yeah. Uh, answers from both. They were the same answers. Uh, To piggyback off like a a point that nobody really said, um, you could cool off and warm up. With other objects outside of AC and yeah, that's that heater, the swamp cooler, uh, you can't replace the internet. There's no way to do it unless no you way. want to pay for cable again. Um, cool, cool. Next up on the docket, um, when you go to the store, uh, who was first last time? Stephen was. Andrew was. No, I was. Andrew was. Stephen, you're up first. This next one. Uh, when right. you go to the store, would you rather have to buy ten things that you don't need? Like I didn't go to the store for ten things, but I have to buy them. Or would you rather always forget the one thing you went there for? Oh, gosh. So I feel like I already do the first one. Every time I go to Target with my wife, is that? Yeah, it's called being married. Um, So that one's actually pretty cool because sometimes I'll come home and there's like lavender leather shampoo. And I'm like, ooh, trying something nice today. You know, like... So I think I'm going to pick that. I have to buy 10 things because mm-hmm. I go my, I sent my wife right now for a coffee creamer and I guarantee you she came back with a plethora of things. So I'm going to go. I'd rather buy 10 things th- and then forget that one. Right. Literally, I have the same answer. My wife was like, hey, we bought these flaming Hot Chili Cheese Fry things that I've never even had before. Sounds good. Sounds I don't like them. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But dude, how mad would you be if you're oh. like you're making nachos and you just come back and you're like, no tortilla chips, and you're just yeah. like damn it. Just you know what I mean? Start pulling pouring cheese on your hands. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's just we're going caveman. We're going caveman today. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say I'd rather uh, buy 10 things. 10. 10 things as well. Yeah, it's a very, very American answer, too. Yeah, very it American. Is. It is. We're uh hey, but what can you say? We're spoiled. That's not our fault. Uh, the British lost. Um, so next one. Um, would you rather never eat watermelon ever again in your life, or have to eat it with every meal you eat? Uh, hard. This time, I uh, would. I would eat it every meal. Watermelon is something like I never get sick of watermelon. You put some lime packets, lemon packets on it, season it up a little bit. You can do a lot with watermelon. It doesn't have to be the only thing you eat, but if I have to eat it every meal, I'm okay with that. Do I have yeah. to like take a bite of watermelons, like a bite, and then I'm good? It's at least one of those uh, squares. Like when you see a when you see like a watermelon picture of like the half crescent. Yeah, yeah. At least one of those every single time. That's a lot of watermelon, my guy. I'm gonna still, I'm gonna go hard pass on the watermelon. Watermelon does nothing for me. I'm gonna say watermelon is super overrated. Um, mm-hmm. it by the time someone cuts it, opens it up, and gets my my piece, I'm good. I don't ever, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I feel I feel like I'm I'm solid. There's watermelon, there's no popsicle flavored watermelon one that is like, oh, I have to have a watermelon one. It's <sighs> name one watermelon flavor anything that you like out there. Watermelon Jolly Rancher. Sour Patch Kids. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, off the I, dome. I, Very quickly. I can go, I can go easily my whole life without eating any of those so i feel like watermelon is a easy punt i could see ya I, I'm, a, I'm a hard pass on one all right so let me let me counter to both your points real quick because there wasn't a lot of explanation i need more explanation than this okay andrew you're at a nice steakhouse mm-hmm. i'm talking like a 200 dollars steak with Ooh, your wife fine. there's a nice beautiful dinner out waiter comes puts the plate down of steak and you go wait a minute let me get my slice, watermelon slice me up a piece of that watermelon please and if you don't, I might not be able to eat this meal. Yeah. Matter of fact, I, do I carry it. around I just in case it. I carry one around for myself and just slice it myself. Mm-hmm. Yo, G- I, if I, I tell probably, you, I would probably adapt and learn how to like make it in juice form. Just like squeeze it into a juice real quick. No, 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 no. Bring no, one no, of those no. like uh, blend eat, tech cups. Eat every watermelon I said. I didn't say find a way to puree it. Eat. Yeah, you're I, you're I, taking I the half press and you're holding it in your hand. Y'all. Middle of date night. Middle of date night and shoeless. Yeah, I'd still do it. I love watermelon. I wouldn't pass up watermelon. <sighs> Makes me. I would. Yeah, if I'm I a hard saw, pass. It. If I saw a random dude in shoeless <laughs> asking for a knife <laughs> to yes. cut a watermelon, excuse me, I would be Can I have a knife? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just see some dude with a watermelon underneath their arm. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you just go into town and you're just. So All the right. other extreme end of things, which I'm going to give it to you, it's, it's a tougher one than when I gave Andrew because it's unfortunately just tougher in general. You're about to die in the desert and nothing but a watermelon. <laughs> You're willing just to die rather than eat the watermelon? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. It lived a good life. Maybe <laughs> oh, I'm 100 man. years in the future and there's only watermelon. <laughs> there dude. it is. Dude, I remember one time we hiked the Grand Canyon and we had a watermelon up at the front, uh, like back at the car. Yeah. That was so, so refreshing. Afterwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, I bet. Nothing better than I would be on in the summer. I would do an orange. I'd rather have an orange. Yeah. Oranges are good as well. You know what I'm yeah. uh, next question. Who 
I keep forgetting who's first. I think yeah, it doesn't matter. Stevens first this time. Yeah. Um, yeah. This one's yeah. These these last two ones are kind of fun, interesting. Um, so this first one is: Would you rather have Beyonce's talent? Uh, and I mean like her talent of singing and mm-hmm. talent of having fans, uh, or Jay Z's business acumen. Like his business model, like like, like Jay Z's business prowess, how he knows how to run businesses and operate and make negotiations, versus Beyonce's talent of being arguably the greatest singer of all time. I want Jay Z's business, and why? Our Jay Z's collaboration. I want Jay Z's business because if I, if I can do what he does, I can think about it. if I sing really good. I'm a I'm a hard four and a half on looks. You think my singing is going to make me rich and famous? I would say like, you're a borderline four and a half, not a strong four and a half. But go ahead, go ahead. Right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, for the podcast people, I rolled my eyes at Matthew. Um, I would have to say Jay Z's business model because I'd rather just be able to start businesses, flip, do my thing, and become rich and famous than be I guess a low four. And be able to sing like Beyonce. I, I I personally wouldn't even call it a four, but if you had, oh to, my god, really, really, it's it's a loose four, you know. <laughs> All right, let me sell this one. I would take Beyonce's skill Ooh. because if anything, Ed Sheeran has taught to us is you can be a negative number. <laughs> oh, I take that back. That's very true. Compared to Chris Hemsworth, Stephen, you were or compared to. Uh, Ed Sheeran, Ed you're Sheeran. you're yeah. C Hemi boy, like you're up there. Uh, don't you might, put you might some be more a, respect on my name. You might be a strong four now. <laughs> I think about it that way. Give me four and a half, and we can keep this going. Yeah, I, tell you, I take that back. I take. Yeah, Andrew definitely won this one with. I yeah, it's a good argument. Good yeah. argument. But then, uh, what about that one chick from America's Got Talent or American Idol? That hideous chick. Remember the chick that she very sang opera. What you say next year. <laughs> Don't she, looked, she looked like a gargoyle, bro. Like, uh, like this she... podcast. This podcast respects women of all kinds, shapes, sizes, and looks. Uh, please disregard. Uh, <laughs> what is her name? The other man speaking right now. <laughs> she was like some English chick. She looked like. Oh, it's a British yeah. person. Yeah, it's a British person. Oh, yeah. By all means, what you need to say. Uh, it's all my Brits out there. I'm. Sorry. It's a joke. I'm sorry. Don't, no, it's not a joke. You guys have don't don't get so mad your... about it, bruv. All right, drink your tea from the Boston Harbor. We'll talk later about it, right? All right, next question. Um, this one's fun because two personalities that I love. Would you rather sip, and this is like their branded stuff, would you rather sip gin with Ryan Reynolds Ooh. or tequila with Brandon The Rock Johnson? Hmm. Whoever wants to go first can go first. I'd probably go with Ryan Reynolds. Because you prefer... White over no, no or no, because no. you or the gin, like what's the it would be Ryan Reynolds because yeah. I feel like I'd have a good time, he'd probably make me laugh. Like, if I was with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I'd probably just be like, oh, What's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, nah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, I've seen like Ryan Reynolds is always funny. I, I, I don't know about yeah. Dwayne, I, I would rather risk it and. Have him make Wait. fun of me, and I'd be okay with him making fun of me. Than yeah, like Dwayne being like, "You're an idiot, and you're chubby." Oh gosh, 
Damn. So when is the rock first half? Well, let me give, let me give let me give my let me give me let me you know let me throw it out there. I would say the rock. I want to drink tequila with the rock. Be, be the reason is exactly why what Andrew said because I know if I go drinking with Ryan Reynolds, it's gonna be fun. You know what I mean? But I kind of want to see the rock a little tipsy and and not so PC. You know what I'm saying? I want to see the rock. Going, yo, we're taking shots of steroids, and then we're gonna take a shot of tequila. You know what I'm saying? I want to see the rock just like hit the hit the roid and then take a shot of tequila. Yeah, I, I want to see if the rock is who who the rock truly is. Yeah, a great opportunity. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, so you saw my darkest secrets? Uh, it's a nap. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I this would is... say, I would say the rock because I want to. I want to know, dude. He has to. This is interesting. Because be a terrible person, though. the reasons you guys have given, mm-hmm. there, there's no like nothing. There's no showcase of things of that happening. Already, the Rock has never, a, the Rock has never looked me. like a bad, angry dude ever outside of his like WWE sure. days, which is obviously an act. But like in his days now, he looks like he's just a fun guy all the time. I just thought uh, he'd look at me and, and say I'm chubby. And then on the flip side of things, like. I feel like Ryan Reynolds might have a lot more demons in his closet than The Rock does. Nah, I, 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 st- I still think that The Rock, low key. I think he like the, the. There's no way The Rock is The Rock all the time. You know what I'm saying? There's no way, dude. You, there's no way. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is you could, same argument for both. They could both be different people. Yeah, Ryan. but I could kind of see Ryan Reynolds being like a, a dick. You know, sorry. But like I could see him going that route, so it's like, oh, I could see it. You know what I mean? It's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, but that's you know? his personality. It's not like yeah, he's it's his actually doing it to you. It's just you who know he what I mean? is. But the Rock is like, there's no way he's like. I just feel like I want to see the uh, maybe. I don't. I don't you know think. I, mean? I don't think he'll kill you either. To like the far extreme of like thinking the Rock's gonna become some insane person is as is like there's no precedence behind it. Yeah. But then the flip side. So the essence that's what of the him. couple said about Ezra. Hey. Ooh, that's true too. <laughs> we don't mention that name here in the podcast, right? Hey, we just call him the Flash. Or we call him the actor on his way out. Um, which is crazy you, that he's not even like part of the press run or anything. But yeah, that is kind of well, weird. gentlemen. Uh, I, I did have one more. I don't know if we have time for it or not, and it's a little bit more of a deeper question. So I don't think I want to get into it to be honest with you. Uh, but it's been a good podcast, gentlemen. Um, any additional send-offs before we go? Any quick comments that will not turn into debates or anything like that? No, nah, besides what we talked about, I'm, that was pretty much – I wanted to see where you guys were coming from with the whole James Gunn uh, you know, knowledge drop, um, see where you guys stood on that. I know there's a couple things we didn't get to talk about, like the yeah. Netflix changing passwords uh, or sharing passwords, I mean. Um, I've really disappointed in Netflix on it, but – yeah, either way. Uh, but that's pretty much all we I had to talk about. I got a lot of my stuff answered. So I'm good. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is if you go back and you watch James, Gun- James Gunn's announcement, if you just envision him being drunk, it makes that video way better. Because there's time for like... Oh, I'm going to watch it. Huh. Are you? Are you Maybe. There, yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> it probably has to do with his hair more than anything. Uh, uh, but yeah, no closing remarks for me. Good podcast, gentlemen. Uh, great show. Uh, great camaraderie. Great questions at the end. If I do see so myself that I 
uh, I, did, I, did, I did want to jump curated. in. Uh, the old lady who is looks like she went five rounds of Tyson. Oh, um, her name is Susan Boyle. Uh, hideous. All of it. Definitely got all the talent and none of the um, cosmetics. I'm not trying to say she's not pretty, but she is not pretty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, sorry. I'm trying to Probably she's a, ugly, but she's ugly. Yeah, I definitely have a better personality, I think. Better really work on your personality when you look like her. Um, but you Did she win? Yes. Uh, what's his face? Actually, no, she didn't win, but Simon signed her. She's like famous now. So, so check her out. In life. In life. Uh, yeah, kind of. She's kind of ugly, but kind of. I, I don't think I'm going to check her out first off. Check uh, her out. I'm putting I her in the Discord. I appreciate the plug for Susan Boyle. I'm sure she really needed that. Yeah. Uh, that's been the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's a great show. Andrew, thanks for being on. I'm sure of we'll course. probably have you on again. Uh, more frequently. Uh, it was it was great. I loved it. Sure, uh, Stephen loved it as well. Uh, signing off, y'all. We've been the slightly unqualified podcast. I think we were pretty unqualified today, generally speaking, especially about right. Susan Boyle, so excuse the language there. Uh, but <laughs> adios, y'all. Have a great rest of your day, great rest of your night, great rest of your evening. Follow, subscribe, like. Everybody can hear a podcast. That's yeah, what we're on. Like it. Find us there. Adios.